Like it's on? Like that's the real welcome? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the we welcome I gave. We did it. Welcome we, to uh, a very special uh, bonus pod. We got, we got a game. We ha- we got a game that we've been talking about on every fucking episode Ooh, <laughs> yes. for months. Absolutely. Kingdom Hearts 3 is finally here. It's out. It's out for sure. It and uh, for sure. we've played it. We have. We've uh, We've played some parts of it at least. Yeah, and uh, we're here to give you our our first impressions, I guess, as you yeah. you could say. Um, I have it up on the screen, so I'll, I'll throw this. Actually, at, we're recording it uh, through Skype. I'm still in the office where we record the podcast normally, um, but for the sake of YouTubeness, if you guys want to see the video version of this, uh, I'll I'll uh, throw out a link to it as well. Um, and the in the podcast description and everything, but uh, at the top of the screen, you can see. Names of categories uh, oh. that uh, that we're gonna go over that oh, I decided we're gonna go over <laughs> to kind of maybe help navigate us through uh, some talking points. Okay, cool. I like um, it. That that I just thought maybe it would be easier. This is basically, uh, as you can see, this is like what people would use generally um, for reviewing games. Uh, just oh. specific hot topic uh, that that they will just throw out. You know, uh, we've got categories for gameplay. Uh, the marketing, uh, so basically, um, if we see a sequel in the future, how the marketing was for the game in general, you know, like how well it was received, how many copies it sold, yeah. um, okay. narrative, social, uh, graphics, technical standpoint, you know, if it has bugs and shit like that, um, the value of the product, you know, kind of like how we, if it held up to like the $60 price point, um, you know, if there's DLC that'll be I involved, mm-hmm. kind of a thing, and then us, uh, uh, the the last one's audio. Um, we wow. can do it in any kind of order we want to, but just figured so that'd this, be kind of a broad spectrum to go through. This goes way off the rails of my normal review of. I liked it; it was good. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> you know, I'll, I usually spiel a little bit about some stuff that I feel strongly about, which yeah. obviously we're both going to feel pretty strongly about this. But I, I think figured so. this would just kind of help us, you know, help guide us kind of through everything. Cool. I like um, it. So let's just uh, uh, dive right into just the first first little bits of stuff. So uh, sitting down, playing the game, mm-hmm. going through like the opening cutscenes and stuff. I like was that. we have I was our, nervous. We have our face our fears uh, yeah. moment, like we have our opening theme song uh, at the beginning of everyone. So yeah. I, I I I almost uh, I, I whenever I watched it, I, I just had this like fucking rush of even though we've been both been playing and you played through everything but i started yeah. playing through kingdom hearts one all over again and everything but we i just had this like overwhelming rush of nostalgia again of just like Absolutely. oh my god it's all the people i care about <laughs> yeah there was like a there was like a almost like a shortness of breath and excitement that yes. was like hard to contain that was like uh by far i mean we've we've been especially the last like five years or so it seems like it's just like nostalgia is the drug that they keep on pumping into our veins absolutely and uh so it's like oh this thing this thing this thing this franchise is coming back and all of it's exciting but i think that this probably has been the most 
uh, effective on me for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I've seen multiple different people's reactions and stuff. I've seen some reaction videos of just the opening scenes and people like, uh-huh. filming themselves while they do it. People that I'm friends with, uh, a couple of people that I worked with at GameStop were posting about what they were pl- uh, uh, their reactions from playing it. Um, cool. Just from the opening cutscene, I had this one uh, coworker of mine, and she was took a picture of herself because she got so happy and so emotional over it finally being here, and just all the, you know, the same thing. We were just all the emotions rushing through as you're watching just the opening mm-hmm. cutscene alone, and she started crying. <laughs> as she took a yeah. picture of herself. She was just like, "This game made me cry." <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, yep, I, I could see it having the power to do that just because of, of how much it means to so yeah. many people. Um, yeah, it was like immediately. I know that like, uh, what was it like when it hit? Because it hit at 11 o'clock our time was when you yeah. were able to play. Uh, I went straight into the uh, I can't remember what they were starting. It was like memories or something like that. And there was like a those short videos that we had kind of talked about before on the show. Yeah, yeah. They kind of a recap of it all and i went through and i watched those it was like 20 minutes total um and then i watched the the opening movie and everything so i had i kind of did that first and i was keeping tabs with a couple other friends who were like just jumping right into it and then you unfortunately hadn't downloaded the game hadn't realized that you were able to download the game ahead well i had pre-purchased the game and everything and got i got what i thought i had had it set up to download oh okay i thought i had actually done that because I had set up the theme that came with it to download sure. first so I could throw it on there. And I'm, I thought I had had that set up to queue next, but unfortunately I hadn't. So by the time I finished, uh, I had finished uh, work and stuff like that and actually got home to, to sit down and try to play a little bit of it. Uh, it, yeah. it was already to the point to where it was like midnight, basically. And I was just like, well, I'll go ahead and download it. And I did, and I played for yeah. like maybe just the intro stuff, watched the first cutscenes and stuff, mm-hmm. played a little bit of it and saved and went to bed. I, I couldn't play more than probably 45 minutes worth that in the first night and everything, but yeah, now I think I, I got I think maybe an hour, hour and a half. I was a sleepy boy that night too. Yeah, and think now I'm, I'm a total of like six hours into it. Oh, okay. Um, so that's, that's about, that's about as far as I've gotten at this point. I've, I've not had much more to play, uh, than what I had told you the last time. So, sure. Most of my impressions are from the opening stuff. I'd already, um, I'd straight away, and I still have from people talking about the ending and everything like that. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. But uh, I had heard some stuff about people saying like they could see potential DLC coming out after this, not necessarily like having to be like a whole separate game, but just throwing in some like DLC to, um, just to kind of compensate with what the secret ending, I guess, has. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, and I, and there's multiple ways to get it. I depending on what mode you're playing on, you that that is based around of course, the yeah, level of uh, lucky emblems that you have to get in the game mm-hmm. or something to that effect. I think if you're playing on the easiest one, you have to collect all of them to see it. I think if you're playing on the medium difficulty, it's like sixty, and if you're playing on that proud difficulty, you only have to find thirty. Oh. Um, so it dwindles down with the level of difficulty increasing, um, which I that thought was sense. kind of cool. But uh, yeah, it does. But at the same time, I'm just like, mm, you just like part of you just wants to also explore too, just in general. I'd see if I was even, yeah, which I'm not playing on proud difficulty, but if I was playing on proud, I would probably still want to go out and try and find as many as I possibly could. 
I and I I love that aspect of the game. Actually, I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, it was I noticed something weird because you go into Coliseum, uh, and you you just kind of start noticing the Mickey Mouse's, but they haven't uh, addressed the Lucky Emblem yet. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you don't address until after Coliseum. And I was like, I wonder what those are there for. And I tried to like hit them and tried to like do something to him and I couldn't I didn't know why what I was gonna do but I I wanted to do something with him and then later on I was like oh shit that's what they were there for so um I'm looking forward to actually going and backtracking a little bit and checking it out for sure so I, I agree it's definitely a, a reason to explore around a little bit further cool yeah I, I I wholeheartedly agree um it gives a sense of fullness uh to the level that a lot of times in Kingdom Hearts games don't really necessarily feel like is there. Like yeah. Especially going back and playing through one, uh, the sense of scope and scale in those levels <laughs> and stuff was very, very, very small. It's very pretty dwindling. linear. Yeah. It seems like it's very large, but yeah, it's it's super linear. Especially like everything seems like a box followed by a box followed by a box. Yeah, which um, is funny because then when you go to Chain of Memories, it literally is a box. Followed by a box, followed right. by a box. <laughs> right. And that is so just, I didn't, you know, like, I, I realized it, I guess, but not to this certain extent until I went back and replayed some of that stuff before anyways. Yeah. But seeing how much it's opened up over the years, and then now with what we have, you know, in Kingdom Hearts 3, everything is much larger. Like I said, even if it is a smaller boxed world, it seems like having just something as simple as the Lucky Emblems or collecting ingredients. Uh, yeah for Little Chef, um, any of that <laughs> stuff, all just seems like that gives a much bigger sense of fullness to the world because you're searching every nook and cranny trying to find these things and different places that you wouldn't think to go. Yeah. Um, so I, I really like that aspect of it. Um, yeah, it's 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 uh, very cool. And I guess it kind of, to me, it resembles, I guess, finding the 101 Dalmatians. Uh in a yeah, sense, or yeah. like little things like that, but in a, a way better way that it's handled, I guess, and a, a good use of the gummy phone, I guess. Yeah. You know, there's we, we we'll probably dive into the gummy phone, I guess, a little bit in this, but uh, that's probably one of the better uses, I guess, for it. Uh, outside of this is like the the most mini game video game that I've ever played. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> So let's talk about, let's just dive into one of the categories. Let's, sure, let's hop in the gameplay. Uh, we're okay. talking about like controls, level design, combat systems, and anything that kind of coincides underneath that. Okay. To me, uh, this game plays the most fluid out of any of them that they've made so far. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just picking up right off the bat in Coliseum, once you get that full control and everything, uh it just it, the combat just feels so fluid already, and whenever you compare that to even Kingdom Hearts one or two, um, and having that broader combat system, even after it opens up and you've got all of your abilities and your AP and stuff like that situated mm -hmm. and whatnot, it just seems like it just seems so clunky still compared to the way that this one feels. You can oh, yeah. see how whenever they started development of Kingdom Hearts three prior to them making Final Fantasy 15 you can see where Final Fantasy 15 has finally like they got their system done they got their system polished and whatnot and it feels really good and fluid for a Final Fantasy game to have that kind of combat in it but you could see where it translates that they started making this combat system they put the game down for a while and they still kind of 
had that active development going on, but whenever they made this, I think Final Fantasy 15 initially was called Final Fantasy 13 Versus, and then that game turned into Final Fantasy 15 eventually. But it's I the see. exact same, basically, like combat system that it has from Kingdom Hearts 3, and they got the combat system ideas for Final Fantasy 15 from Kingdom Hearts 3 when they started development huh. of it. So okay. That's how it kind of fall fell into it. So picking up, you know, Final Fantasy 15 and also playing, you know, Kingdom Hearts 3, I can see where that kind of translates into it. It's a very fluid combat system. I love the abilities as you learn them. Uh Yeah. The uh the keyblades uh changing of the keyblades in the middle of combat to kind of That's help do pretty cool. Combos. That, That's, that I did not see. I was like yeah. that that was pretty pretty smart. Uh, and then I also the ability, what you kind of wanted, though I don't know if it changes visual style, you can level up your Keyblades. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the other thing, too. I was just like, we, we had discussed this before <laughs> as a possibility, but we didn't know if we would see them doing that in a full-blown game. But Absolutely. I think I even to, said it was a long shot. Yeah, but the fact that they've done it, that's just this is like one of the smartest things they could have done for their system. It gives longevity to existing keyblades that you mm-hmm. would normally abandon you know at the end of every other game you're not still carrying around your kingdom key to use i mean you're carrying it but you're not using it at all sure yeah there's no yeah, point yeah. i mean eventually in this one you know once you get uh, from what i've gathered you know you can collect all of those parts to get the ultimate weapon um once you've gathered those parts you know you're probably going to use the ultimate weapon as your main more so than anything else because it's the most powerful thing that you can get in the game but you're still going to alternate it out with stuff. You know, you're still going to alternate it out with your Kingdom Key as it goes on. I could still play with my PlayStation exclusive key and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is, that's cool. I, I've seen some people on Twitch that were saying, you know, like, as soon as they got their uh, their download key for pre-order or yeah. the one that they got from, like, GameStop or whatever, too, um, whatever the exclusive one is uh, for the PlayStation, it has... They, they said that they didn't really like using those keys they never had um, in the past either just because they don't really like using DLC weapons. They I would see. prefer to use... And I was just like, I get that. But at the same time, I'm just like, it's there. I mean, it's, it's got fun. its own perks and it's fun to use. Why yeah. would you not just want to try and throw it in your repertoire? Especially absolutely. if you can collect all these different pieces to level up every single one of them as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just a neat little side mission that you can do that you know there's this thing's loaded with the side missions you get your side missions with uh your moogle to take pictures of shit all over the place and to collect things for uh uh what's it synthesizing right and then you can take your your lucky emblem pictures there's just and then the mini games that are on the little gummy phone that you can collect and play like there's just so much that you can do on that side of it, it's just like, wow, that's it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. And and um, so I'm also going to throw this out here. And I feel like I am probably in the majority um, of people that say this. But I, uh, I fucking hate Gummy Ship. Um, yes. Always and forever. I've always hated the concept. <laughs> I've always hated those levels. Uh-huh. Um, and the fact that it's lasted this long just blows my mind. Because I feel like they, they're... they're majority of people are very vocal letting you oh, know, yeah. square know like this is a horrible idea and uh it would be better if it controlled better or if there was more to do which uh-huh. they have delivered on um, yes that is my my one note on that is they figured out how to make they figured out a way to make gummy ships fun <laughs> but 
Uh, I will say they still have not figured out the fucking garage. That thing is still a horrible mess. I don't. I don't ever get in it. The building your own gummy ship or trying to without having plans is an atrocious mess. And <laughs> I've never done it before, but I I'm always impressed by the things like uh, you no, sent me that like those like ten coolest gummy ships made on Kingdom Hearts three. Like that's nuts. That, the fact that people spent that much fucking time <laughs> going into this and building those crazy ships, it's just yeah. nuts. That's the, like there was one that looks like the full body size of a Moogle, one that looks like an ancient <laughs> Japanese castle. Or a and penis. That, yeah, or the giant penis one. I, <laughs> I can't even build the giant penis one, and I have one, to like just kind of look at and mirror <laughs> off of. I'm just like, yep, yep, that's what it looks like. This block should go here. No, but I just, it just, to me, I don't under, I don't know if it's that I don't understand it, or if it is just more, you know, if, if it's more complex than what I think yeah. it is, or if I'm just putting too much thought into it. It's not yeah. like Minecraft where I'm just putting down the pieces and going. There's more to it. There's like rotating things. There's finding specific pieces. But they don't tell you what the shapes are of the specific pieces that you're picking up until you go into the garage and you oh. look at it. And then you have to sift through dozens of different pieces that you've picked up while you're in the middle <laughs> of the level to figure out, oh, well, i got to remember or jot down that fucking name of gamma something whatever piece that I picked up because that's a fucking triangle. And if I forget that one and I have to go back through all of these, that's just going to make things way difficult in the long run. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just nuts to me that people figure that out. But I still don't really care for the gummy stuff that much. No, I mean, the gameplay is a lot cooler. I mean, it's it's significantly better. I just went into was it Arendelle or whatever, the Frozen World, mm-hmm. and there's... There's a, a, a like a gummy ship battle that you have to do on your way through that pissed me off that I had to do like four times before I finally figured it out. Uh, but overall, it's been a, a much more pleasant experience than it has been in, in past times. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's they've added in all the different things that like the uh, the treasure uh, spheres. Yeah, are really cool as a mini game. Absolutely. Um, the way that it sets up you actually navigating around with almost free roam. And then whenever you get into the battles, it turns into uh, traditional gummy yes. ship style. I, I so like you can that. avoid like that being, if you want to. Yeah, yeah, I like being able to do all that stuff. But the, the scripted battles before you go into the worlds, uh, before I got to Toy Box, I got stuck by one. And that one was really just kind of a pain in the ass. And I guess it was because I not actually fought in enough battles to level up my ship. And it's like the creature that you fight, the little flower thing or whatever. Yeah. It's like a level mm-hmm. 20 or something. Every time, about, yeah. But my ship was only still at like level 9. So I was like underpowered with my guns and, and I guess just not doing enough damage. So it took forever to finally do anything. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to have to just go fight and do other things to try and get at least a little closer to level to be able to do more damage. Because fighting that thing under leveled is just like it barely whittles away at anything in its health bar and it has like yeah it had like seven things of like sub health tanks that it goes and goes through yeah that's um, what i haven't uh i haven't gone in and leveled up my ship either but that's definitely uh something i'm in dire need to do because those those little battles in there suck yeah which is very frustrating to know that with the old other games in the past you know you can get the different blueprints to get different ships that might be i guess a little stronger or have Better mm-hmm. health, but less shield, or you know what I yeah. mean. Something to kind of compensate with it, but at the same time, you're able to basically just truck through those things because the ship didn't have a level itself. Now this one, you have to like, oh, we're gonna force you to go play gummy ship battles 
and find gummy ship parts and do all of these things so that way you can make your ship stronger to actually advance your story. Yeah, I've got blueprints for some, but I just haven't I haven't uh, explored enough to figure out how to apply it. Except for I found this. I've got some like brown beetle ship that I have randomly that I don't remember how I got, Ooh. but yeah, the old the brown, brown beetle, the old brown beetle, ship. the old brown beetle. <laughs> so let's look. At, I'm gonna. I didn't actually get to look it up yet, but uh, if you have anything else that you want to talk about in gameplay, I'm gonna. Oh, look gameplay. Up, yeah, I'm gonna I was gonna say, up, what uh, were we talking about? I'm gonna look. Yeah, up, I, uh, if there's anything about like the level design. So you you've you've explored more of Toy Box. Yeah. You're actually to the Arendelle area and stuff like that. Talk about those levels and talk about like what it is about them that you really like this time around. Sure. So, like, gameplay-wise, uh, there's a couple of things that I, I made note of uh, specifically. I felt going into this game, and I don't know if it's just my com- more comfort level as a gamer or if it was more experience in just recently playing through all of the Kingdom Hearts <coughs> games or what, but I definitely felt more equipped to handle magic. I'm more of a, a hack and slash. I think that's what really drives me outside of story to this game is I really love the hack and slash version of it, but I feel more equipped to handle magic going into this game, which is awesome. Right. Uh, and then I I think the, the specials are really cool. So not only like having all the different triangle uh, specials that you can do and the different, um, uh, what are they called? Uh, when they took forms, his different forms. Uh, they takes on. Have you did, have you been in rage mode yet? Or rage yes, form? Yeah, that's only that's ha- cool. the rage form happens whenever your health is real low, depleted to where you're almost yeah. dead. And if you're in, I think you have to be in or about to go into second form, like combat wise, to be able ah. to get it to help you push you over the edge. But then it turns you into like rage form, which is basically just like fucking dark Sora. Yeah, and which we saw in Kingdom Hearts too, but they called it something different. Yeah, but you're he's just like a fucking hard ass. It's awesome. Yeah. I love how <laughs> how much he fights. It's super cool, and I I really like the. Uh, I didn't know if I'd like it when they first announced it, but the the special moves that are kind of tied to Disney attractions. Yes. Um, some of them are a little weird, but uh, some of them, like the the little laser cars that you can get in, are pretty fucking cool. So uh, that's a thing there's... that's like a big meme right now. Uh, oh yeah, they made the uh, the attractions button the same button as uh, picking up items and shit. So it's yeah like triangle or what would that be Y on the uh, yeah on the Xbox controller. So everybody's sitting here trying to open up just after combat and everything, but they still have a <laughs> cooldown on it still that's going on. And you're sitting yeah. here trying to getting ready to open up a chest. And then you accidentally are all of a sudden in your fucking <laughs> to log, pirate ship. <laughs> log flume or yeah, you're in your pirate ship and you're just like, no, no, <laughs> that's like a that's big funny. thing that's going on right now. Everybody keeps memeing. But I like that you can switch. You know, they're 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 packed a lot of special moves into that triangle function. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that you can toggle between them is uh is pretty cool. I think so. That part of gameplay has been pretty good. Um, I love that they kind of pulled all the best parts out of the other games. Um, they pull in dropping from like Dream Drop Distance, where you you're doing a lot of that dropping into different circles and picking up different pieces to transfer from one area to another or something you know they're they're doing that dropping motion uh they also threw in the flow motion which is cool it wasn't like my favorite part of dream drop distance but it was uh, a neat enough thing that it's cool that they brought it back uh to do different things um and then yeah i really like the swapping of the blades so that was a really cool piece um i am about 15 hours in if i haven't said that uh no, you didn't but i'm glad you did 
Yeah, I'm 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 about 15 in. I've got through Toy Box, uh, which I, I guess Coliseum, then Twilight Town, yeah, yeah. Uh, Toy Box, and then um, whatever the land where uh, the Rapunzel is. Okay. Uh, and then after that, you had you turn uh, one direction to go to Monsters Incorporated and one direction to go to Frozen. I thought I was going to Monsters Incorporated and turned out I got lost in space. Um, like the movie or the TV show and I <laughs> <laughs> ended up in frozen land. And I was like, fuck, I didn't want to go to frozen land. I just finished watching tangled, which I didn't know anything about that movie to go into frozen, which I also don't know anything about that movie. I was trying to space them out. So I never actually watched, uh, I've never watched tangled. I have seen frozen a couple of times. Okay. It's a pretty good movie and I like it, but I, sure. I've never seen, I've never seen frozen or, uh, seen tangled. So I, I don't know anything about that. I have seen, uh, Big Hero Six multiple times, and I yeah. fucking love that movie. I'm super stoked to get into that world. Yes, uh, so I'm I'm in Frozen. I think I'm pretty close to the end of the Frozen world, um, and then we'll have, I guess, you know, Monsters Incorporated after that. I uh, I hear that, which I think is the next one after Monsters, that the Pirates of the Caribbean world is fucking humongous. Yeah, apparently it's very big, and a lot of people, from what I've seen, uh, receive it as probably, like, the fan favorite this time around. They said, like, it does Pirates Justice, whereas the last one was good, but it wasn't as good as what this is this time. It was a little rough. I mean, the animation was rough, the way that they handled. It looked like when you make a video game for a movie, and they usually typically look like shit, so. Right. Yeah. I I, I think it's a... I'm I'm excited for it. I've, I've heard nothing but good things about the world so far, and and Twilight Town is always cool to go to. And I've seen sure. screenshots from some of the other places. I don't know what they're called, but other worlds that aren't like they're basically four Kingdom Hearts, like there, Kingdom right? Hearts worlds, yeah, yeah you know, like like your Hollow Bastion or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too about gameplay before we hop off and go to market real quick, sure. Um, so I there are there aren't Final Fantasy characters. Uh, yeah, there, there wasn't really in, uh, Dream Drop either. Why? Uh, and Why there wasn't really, that? this is still a square property. They, they have ever, they, they've, they're staples in the world. Yeah. And, and I think they still, you see it in, in Radiant Gardens, uh, more than anything else because that's really the world they came from, I guess. Uh, so they, they all were kind of spread out. Well, I, were they really in any other world but Traverse Town before? No, I mean Traverse Town Coliseum and then Hollow Bastion. I think that's there true, was a Coliseum. point in time where, I mean, that's where I, you fight Sephiroth is in Hollow Bastion, is he not? Um, I thought Sephiroth was in uh, Coliseum. No, you fight Cloud in the in first Coliseum. one. I mean, the first one you fight him in, in. Sephiroth is like a secret battle in Coliseum. I thought. I thought he was in a uh, secret battle in Hollow Bastion. I don't know. I never up. got that far. Uh, Hollow Bastion secret battle is Zimnus. Uh, is the in his, with his two lightsaber blades, but that's in Kingdom Hearts two, isn't it? Because mm, that's Kingdom one. that's Kingdom Hearts one. Really? Hmm? Huh. He didn't have a name then, but it was Zimnus. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so if we, re- I'm imagine we return to Radiant Gardens at some point in the story as the player, um, and I will probably see some some uh, Final Fantasy characters there. I'm sure we'll see like. Leon and uh, Yuffie. Leon! And, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I don't think it falls under any of the ca- the categories, 
But <laughs> I forgot that I like to play with Donald and Goofy. It's been so long since I've played a Kingdom Hearts game with I Donald and the, Goofy. I love the. Is it still the same in every other world where you just get to have them with you and you have the other person yeah. that's just joined in? Because I think that's fucking smart having just them yeah, just being like, just, just to have four people. Don't have three people. Just have four. I think there was like <laughs> five or six at one point in time in Toy Box because they're yeah. like... Well, let's just find a bunch of people. And it's like, holy shit, I have a whole posse with me now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Sephiroth is the platinum match at the Coliseum. He at the Coliseum. He doesn't okay. become available uh, until after you unlock the uh, Hollow Bastion keyhole, though. Ah, you yeah. I played him and once, and I was like, fuck that. Because uh, he's hard. Yeah, and you can't do Ice Titan until you beat the Hades Cup. The Phantom is in neverland okay yeah i think i beat the phantom and kurt z z zissa aladdin yeah okay yeah yeah i beat him before yeah Yeah, okay okay yeah some of them i've beat some of i've tried them all and i've lost at most of them oh yeah no those optional (laughs) battles are a fucking nightmare they always think you have to beat close like a level 100 well yeah that's what i was gonna say i told you before on a episode that whenever i tried to do Sephiroth in the first one, yeah. That I you have to grind at least to beyond level eighty, yeah, on, on a character to be able to actually be able to match him, and at that point in time, it's almost still pure luck, yeah. But, but to be able to like live and actually fight and do combat and have the actual abilities that you need to be able to like dodge properly and do stuff, you have to be able to at least be eighty or above. I um, thought once I was done with these game, this game, I might go back and hit up Kingdom Hearts 1 and try to like get close to 100% in it. I'm, I doubt that I would actually succeed at 100%, but yeah. but get pretty close. I thought about revisiting those other games and, and uh, playing around with them. The ones I enjoy. Like, I'm never going back to Chain of Memories ever again. No, no. That's uh, <laughs> we won't, the game we won't speak of. Uh, uh, it's I'll quickly hop on uh, on marketing. Uh, yeah, explain what I, what we want to talk about there. So I just was going to go over a couple <laughs> of the sales numbers that they've officially released. I've oh, not, yeah, seen US, not seen U.S. sales numbers. In the U.K., as of February 2nd, uh, the physical copies that are being sold of Kingdom Hearts 3 take up 82% of sales. Oh, uh, So it dominated U.K. Wow. sales charts. Uh, in Japan, uh, just to kind of talk about it this is that this includes the limited edition version of the game and the physical uh regular copies uh mm-hmm. but all physical copies that sold uh 610,000 new copies of the game it basically doubled resident evil 2 that weekend which also <laughs> came out that same week yeah um, so yeah it doubled its numbers um on sales just alone so if we're looking at uh, both just Japan and UK sales charts, the game's already gone gold for selling over a million copies. Um, wow. And then I, that doesn't account for US numbers, which it doesn't look like has come up yet, but I would assume we probably bought the shit out of it as well. Yeah, I would imagine we put a little bit of a splash in that puddle. But yeah, I mean, the game's already gone gold as far as that's, that's concerned, awesome. which that qualifies it for, you know, we'll see this game probably like, three, four, maybe five years down the road being like a quote-unquote platinum hits for PlayStation, people being able to buy it for like 20 bucks. It's, that's, cool. That's, that'll put that in that category, I would assume. Which uh, I know two was. Was one also? Yes. yes. They both were? They both were. Cool. Yeah, so uh, Good. It, was, it was almost like a it goes without saying kind of a thing, but might as well yeah. say it because we're already pretty much throwing it in that category by 
the fact that we're you know what a week two weeks in one weekend something like one that week now. yeah exactly i mean it's a it's a week from tomorrow yeah exactly one week and we're probably to the point where we're close to two to three million sales nice. and just one single game and we've only been a weekend come time for another year down the road this game is going to sell way more copies than that absolutely um, from what i have heard and this is not super spoilery but i guess it is marginally spoilery you better not spoil a damn thing for me this apparently is not a definitive ending oh i I had a feeling i was hoping it wouldn't be well i me too but at the same time i was thinking like we're finally putting a pin in somebody's story which i guess we probably will but they're just like uh well i mean sora's story is gonna live on we're gonna do more stuff with that guy and yeah he's still young but you know what i mean though like i was just assuming that we were like you know, we finally got here. We're this is the trilogy. This is the ending of the epic trilogy. Nope, we're probably gonna have four in like a few years because this one did real well. That that'd be cool though. I well, and you know, could we see a situation where this is all speculation, having no idea how this game actually ends? Right. Is do you see him in a, a in a very younger, a much younger version of it, but do a Luke Skywalker kind of story progression where he is the the master? And runs a, a school of Keyblade wielders, you know? Yeah, like uh, he becomes Yin Sid or something like that. Yeah, or uh, or Ericus or, you know, anybody yeah. that's running a, a school-type situation. And, you know, it becomes more common for Keyblade yeah. Masters. Like and it could be about you, a new three main characters, but your your three main characters, like him, Riku, and Kyrie, are the ones that are, like, running this basically, quote-unquote, like, Jedi Academy. But for I'd be cool Keyblade with that, people, yeah. That'd be kind of, yeah, that'd be awesome. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I could see something like that eventually happening. I don't know if that'll happen with right the next game. That's fair. But without, like, because of where we are now with how these games came out, you know, 1 and 2 both coming out on PS2, and then we mm-hmm. had, you know, all these other portable titles that were coming out alongside of it. They didn't have a game that came out on PlayStation 3. So we yeah. didn't know how game like Kingdom Hearts would do. Um with uh, more futuristic consoles. So now that we're on PlayStation 4, what I'm getting at is I can totally see them doing DLC for this game. Yeah, um, that's true. And being able to have, you know, maybe an annual pass or, you know, within the next year, maybe we'll have a couple of small stories that instead of making full individual portable games that you'll have, you'll just be like, hey, look, here's a $20 DLC for yeah. basically another 20 hours of gameplay that's going to add on to this character's story. You know, maybe we're not focused on Sora right now. We're focused on, you know, what happens to oh, if, Aqua or somebody like that. You know what I mean? And follow yeah. that another character. If we could play Kyrie or like like Kyrie and Axel or Lee or whatever the fuck we're going to yeah. call them, uh, like as they're training or like they have to go through the same world Sora did or they made another copy of him or whatever the hell they want to do with it. I can like we could just play through those same exact worlds as different people with different missions, and that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, they, they could they have the possibility to open that up for tons yeah. of different things like that. You know, they, they wouldn't. It could be the same worlds that recycle for something like that. But then if they threw out, you know, just a couple of small different worlds that they just wanted to add in, or old worlds that they decided to want to actually bring yeah. back, you know, and give I mean? us like, like a full actual like Agrabah, but like not where like half the streets are covered by like giant pots, then you can't keep moving through it. Like, yeah, give me the full cityscape. That would be pretty cool. Or give you like a uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, where we actually like 
go through the forest and actually teleport into Christmas Town and mm-hmm. go to different areas of this and just open it up even more. I feel yeah. like Nightmare Before Christmas is actually pretty big for what it was. That's but... true. Two had a pretty good a pretty good scape on it where you were able to go through like the cemetery and the forest yeah. and Christmas Town and but you so got a like little open bit it more. Up That's even true. more a little bit, but then then throw those oh, characters yeah. back in because I know we're probably not going to get a chance to see them this time around. Now that we're kind of more so, it seems like focused on Pixar uh, yeah. characters and how I that wish, goes. I wish they would go into Bugs Life. That's a Pixar property. I wanna I wanna go be a little bug hanging out with some ants climbing into the ground. Yeah, that would be cool. Like fight <laughs> big boss fight with Hopper. Yes, <laughs> I'm uh, in. You sold me. I don't really know how to kind of go through social uh so we're gonna skip that category let's get a dive into the narrative real quick and i'm then, socially uh, we'll awkward do some, do, just kind of mesh together uh some of the last bits a little bit we've already kind of talked on value and dlc and things of that nature so oh yeah absolutely. we'll talk about i mean we'll talk about my the 60 dollars is well worth it yeah absolutely we'll talk about narrative a little bit and then we'll kind of mesh okay. together uh, graphics, tech, and audio all into kind of one big subcategory. But narrative, talking about your plot, your dialogue, all of that stuff, just in general from what we've experienced so far. How are you digging the story? Um, I love it. Ed, it and I think we knew kind of as we got further into it, as we went through um, even just the, the ending movies that went with uh, Birth by Sleep and then obviously all of Dream Drop Distance and then the point to uh, the the Aqua story uh, that they they were the fragmentary passage. Yes. Uh, we kind of saw that everything was really leading up to it was going to butt up against it, and it literally butted up, butted up against it to the point where it actually said two point nine. Yes, uh, that was point. like one of my favorite things. It was like <laughs> the game like developers were just like, we know we've been kind of dragging this out for a while to the point yeah. where we have a two point eight. Let's just fucking goof them one last time before yeah. we get into this. It was good. It was good. Yeah, so I really, I was that. really pumped that it just kind of butted right up against it, picked up right after Dream Drop Distance, um, and they're kind of off to the races. Uh, so it, I, it was interesting the way they figured out uh, and smart, I guess, how they figured out how to essentially put Sora back down to like a level zero in power. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and it made sense in the storyline with the fact that he was in a dream and he was through all of that last game uh, that really had a, a major effect on his kind of, I guess, health, you know, and and his growth as a as a person. Um, so I was like, oh, OK, that actually makes sense. It's in the same way that they were like, hey, Chain of Memories made you forget everything. So in two, you're kind of starting out fresh again. Yeah. Uh, so they, they yet again they figured out how to start him at level zero and make it fit the story a little bit. So that was pretty cool. So you still have your old like almost borderline anime esque tropes of like you know him going through everything that he went through in the beginning, getting the new clothes, Yin Sid, everybody kind of brushing him off almost seemingly. But oh, yeah. in the long run, he's I mean. He's the fucking big hero. He's always going to be the big hero. That's that's how it is. I I see, I see story wise everybody being like, we're Keyblade Masters now, but we're not strong enough. We can't do it. And then Sora's just like, but I can. Yeah, I mean, it's going to show up all gonna, the masks. It's going to keep. It's going to keep happening over and over and over again. Which is yeah. what I'd be curious like. How, are we going to have that happen again at the end of this game if there's like a Kingdom Hearts 4 that we're going to bleed into where he's just like, 
Oh, no. Well, fighting big old Xehanort dude really weakened my <laughs> my sauce, and now I'm I'm super weak again. I'm going to have to train some more so I can fight people like him again. You know what I loved, though, that I, I was like, and nobody does it that I know of, but you've played more games than I do. When they did that point two fragmentary passage with Aqua, she started out at level 50. Yeah. And I was like, that's perfect. We've never had a Kingdom Hearts game where you just start already strong. Like, that well, makes sense because she like, hasn't lost it. The trope of losing your abilities has been around for years and years and years. Sure. I mean, that's yeah. that's just a thing. I mean, that's that's Metroid. That's uh, I'm trying to think of other games like God of War is mm-hmm. like that. Uh, especially God of War Two, you finally got like your god powers, and then basically he gets all of his powers drained from him whenever he's trying to wield this giant sword of Olympus to finally fight Zeus. Yeah, he gets all of that those god powers drained out of him. He's basically like, oh, well, like I'm I'm Kratos that started off from the game one now because I <laughs> got tricked by Zeus. Um, you know that that's that's Metroid. There have been Metroid games before where you start off with Samus as she was at the end of like Super Metroid, and she's still got all of her powers. She's got all the super missiles and stuff, and then something happens where. Her, uh, like in Metroid Zero or in uh, Fusion on the Game Boy Advance, uh, this this thing basically leeches off of her and makes an exact copy of her, her uh, like turns into like perfect Samus, basically. Mm-hmm. But whenever it does that, it leaves Samus crippled and with like no none of her abilities, none yeah. of her like suits or anything like that. So then you have to like go back through and reacquire all of these new abilities <laughs> to be able to combat basically yourself. Um, so, I mean, that, that's, that's been a trope in games, but there's not a ton of games where you basically are just like start off level 50 and then you grow from there kind of a thing. Yeah, sure. But I thought it was, it's an, it was a neat approach to it when they did it for that. I know it was just a two hour game or so. No, but Uh, that's really cool. Just throwing in, that's the same premise of like, you're starting off in this game playing a Sora, but whenever you hop in and you're playing as Riku and you're like fucking level seven, you're a master with your master with like Firga and all of those abilities already and stuff like that and you're just like oh playing as Riku's the tits you're all over the place (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah so that that uh that could be cool uh storyline um I I not anything specific there's one specific moment that I do want to talk about but before that uh just overall uh especially the uh just probably hour hour and a half of cutscenes you get within the first couple hours of gameplay uh is like watch for me like watching star wars force awakens when it came out and they hit every little beat that was just right. like oh yeah they did that they See, oh, that was awesome is, and it makes and you want to cheer every time something i want to mention though i was talking to dallas by it about it because he bought kingdom hearts 3 and I okay. just want to like just kind of throw it out here, but he, me, and him had talked about it on our group chat for GGB, and he had bought it because I had recommended it to him. I told him, you know, there are movies in this one that explain the plot and kind of catch you up from, excuse me, everything that has come up mm-hmm. from uh, from Kingdom Hearts one on to Fragmentary Passage and just leading you up to where you need to be at. And uh, I said there there are movies and stuff. Um, it might get a little long and convoluted, but I mean, this is this, this just this is how the story goes. And if you've never played it, this is probably the fastest and best way to pick up if you just want to get into the game, kind of a thing. Yeah. And uh, so he he bought it, and he said, 
dude, I've sat here and I've watched every movie and I have no fucking clue what's going on. Yeah. It's just like, I guess I can see that. I mean, you, he, there's not, they don't put a lot. I mean, they, yeah, they, they made some dedicated movies, but they're more refreshers than anything. It's about 20 minutes of playing, you know, hundreds of hours worth of a video game. So you're not going to get everything in it. Right. And I understand that too. And that's what I tried to tell him. I was like, you know, this basically just trying to catch you up a little bit It's it's not like you, because he never played the games before. So he never experienced it. This game is going to mean a lot more to the people that have actually played through the games and have loved the games. I, whenever this game first came out, I bought it on a whim and I'd never even heard of it or seen a trailer for it. I went into GameStop, saw the box. I was with my dad uh, Matt Jackson and Nathan Jackson. And we were looking at different games and stuff. I walked over to the PS2 section, picked up the box, looked at it, and I flipped over the back, and I was just like, huh, I like Final Fantasy stuff, and I like Nightmare Before Christmas, and it's on the box, so let's check this out. <laughs> and I ended up getting it on a total fucking whim. And then I think I told you about it, and told you that it was cool or something like that, and then you ended up getting it too. And yeah. Not not a lot of other people other than me and you and maybe some other people that I know of now from like GameStop and just in the gaming community in general or, you know, people that I've grown to know have played it over the years and stuff. Not, not a lot of other people have played it, uh, but if you have and you've played through all of the games like we have, mm-hmm. of course this game is going to mean a lot more to you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I think that there's I think there well obviously the sales numbers say there's more people out there, but what I'm finding as an adult is that there's a lot more people out there that love the franchise and love the games and have fond memories of them even if they only played one. Right. Um but they don't typically find themselves talking about it I think because it's a Disney game. It's a it's right. a kids game in in just in appearance, and so people are kind of like, I like that game, but I'm not gonna like be wear it on my sleeve that I like it. So I've I've got this uh, my awesome Kingdom Hearts hat, and I wear my sweatshirt all the time, and I just I wear it proud. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I like Kingdom Hearts, because uh, I find yeah. that there's a lot of people out there that really do like this game. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, he wasn't really necessarily like dogging on it. Oh if no, I could say yeah, yeah. it. I mean, I mean, he was he did have a lot of negative things to say about it. He said that like during the last two bits of the movies that he was watching, he actually fell asleep because he got so bored. In his defense, though, he has a lot of negative things to say about a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he played through the game. I guess he could see that, you know, some of the combat was good and he's not played through it much more as far as what I've heard. I don't know if yeah. he's explored it much more beyond that. I would assume he'll try to pick it up or something. But, I mean... I I would recommend, you know, for anybody that's willing to want to hop into this title and give it a decently fair shake. Uh, I know it it is asking a lot, but definitely if you have the itch, check out 1.5, 2.5, and then mm-hmm. 2.8. I mean, it's all of the games in, in the movies and stuff that you need to watch or play to get completely caught up, and it's going to be a much more heartfelt experience if you're willing to undertake that as a task. Like oh, Trey yeah. is actually going back and he, I don't think he said he even played through two or any of the other games. He only played through one. So he bought 1.5, 2.5 and he's not going to play three until he goes through that whole journey. Cool. And that's, that's how he I said did. he wants to explore it. And, uh, he's liking it a lot. He asked me how I like three and I was like, dude, three is like 
to me so far like the best of all of them. I'm not speaking out of like super experience with it because I've not played it for more than six hours, but still, like from what I've played so far, gameplay wise, it's easily the best. Uh, story wise, okay. it's more of what I like. Uh, the story seems like it's going in a good direction. I like mm-hmm. the worlds, you know. I I like the idea that we're finally exploring stuff with Pixar. There's a lot of other stuff that I don't necessarily care for, like we've talked about, like the gummy ship and maybe some of the story tropes sure. that are on there. But uh, for the most part, it's probably one of the better ones out of the series for sure. So uh, that was, uh, are we done with what section are we in? I'm not following the rules. I don't have them in front of me. Uh, uh, we'll call that narrative and plot. We'll, we'll okay. just go. Have you experienced any kind of like bugs and shit like that in the game? No. Uh, the only bug I had was that one of my controllers had a bad joystick in it, so I had yeah. to go buy a new one. So that was another uh, thing that had been coming out about it. A lot of people were saying it has frame rate issues. People saying that it was dipping and dropping in frame rate. They said the best version to play it on is the PS4 on the Pro and playing it at 1080p instead of 4K because that way it locks the frames and Mm. it makes it stay like a smooth polished game. I was like, I'm playing it on my PS4 Pro, which is out on my TV in the living room. It's 4K. I have the 4K and everything turned on on it and I've had zero issues in the entire time I've played. Yeah, so it looks I, it looks awesome. Um, no bugs at all. No, I mean, there's there's always weird stuff that you get with uh, you know most any game where something overlaps with another thing kind of oddly, but it doesn't like really glitch. It's just kind of a a quick visual thing where it just it cuts through something that it probably shouldn't cut through logistically. Like, and you know, I I shouldn't be able to swing my keyblade and it goes through a rock wall. Uh, oh, but yeah, just, but I mean, that, that's that's always that's not been, really that's a video game thing. I mean, that yeah. just happens, and a lot of times there are not a lot of people that put that much care into every time you make a swing, you hit a wall or something, and yeah. it's going to make your character react. Like, the only people that I think that has that kind of level of polish is probably Nintendo, oh, like okay. with Zelda and shit like that. There's a lot of times where you can swing, and if you hit a rock, he'll go... Ugh! And like make like a weird like face or something like that. And but most of still, the time, it seems like it does. But you know, you get some weird stuff. But no, nothing glitchy. I mean, it seems like it's been a a pretty solid game for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then I guess you know we we already talked about the graphics. It's absolutely beautiful audio wise. I yeah. Well, uh, on the graphic side, I did want to mention um, I was one that wasn't really super pumped for the Pixar side of things. I was like, you know, I. I think we had talked about it a few times and maybe you had even been the voice of reason to be like, you got like, where else are they going to go? Like we've, we've covered these worlds that are exist and are we going to read, we going to trace our steps through everything all over again? Or are we going to do something new? And so I was like, yeah, I guess, you know, you're right. We, we do so, have to see something new, but Pixar was going to, I wasn't sure, yeah. but they really seemed to make it all work. And it was smart. I think looking back because the worlds have a sort of connection to each other because they are all Pixar properties for the most part. Yeah. And so they look a lot of the similar style, which is neat. Yeah. The, like actually like character model wise, it really speaks to the characters that you're used to as well, because those yeah. characters are already shaped and look very humanoid, human esque. It's mm-hmm. not like a, you know, like your nightmare before Christmas or your yeah. Ariel and stuff like that, where they're forcing 3d perspective on a 2d world, basically. Sure. Um, absolutely. You know, so we already have this 3d perspective that we have of all of these CGI characters and it, you know, it just kind of marries with all of the kingdom hearts characters really well. Um, and it throws them into where 
to me it seems like they should just be there they belong yeah uh agree but no i mean so far i really enjoy that that aspect of it it's a very beautiful game the scene whenever uh it pans back and it shows uh Kyrie and lee um in their training and he keeps apologizing 40,000 times uh <laughs> yeah and you just have that scope and scale of her like reading what she's writing basically to sora mm-hmm. and uh it just has that big huge open area where you're just looking at the forest and you see the waterfalls in the side I just took over Mandy. I was just like, this is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. This looks like beautiful. real life. It and actually, it, yeah, it's very beautiful. I was just like, this is absolutely gorgeous. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's the, even just standard, uh, not in uh, cinematic sequences, like whenever you're actually mm-hmm. playing the game, it, it looks great as well. Um, audio wise, obviously, voice acting, some of it can get a little cheesy and. and <laughs> uh, a little uh, it's part uh, of its charm justin which, yes it is <laughs> it is i mean it wouldn't be a kingdom hearts game if they didn't talk the way they did and they didn't say the stuff that they did <laughs> um but i do feel like they're they are even more aware of how ridiculous they are in this game than they ever have been before like they, some of the shit they say is utterly ridiculous and they know it there's some key characters that were from like uh that i noticed like uh whenever you're in the coliseum yeah, uh, they didn't let Phil have any speaking lines. I, I that was very apparent. Like it was so odd. And I I was listening to another was, show. He was uh, one the, of the ones that like speaks the most. Yeah, I was listening to the the Got It Memorized, the Kingdom Hearts recap podcast, and they were talking about that. And I noticed it immediately. But they were like, yeah. "Uh, wh- why didn't you just remove that character out of there?" Yeah, I mean, like it could have just been Meg that was on the <laughs> Pegasus the yeah. whole time, like it was. After the fact of Phil being there, remember she came back on the or the Pegasus was there with, with her again, and Phil was nowhere to be seen. He just kind of nods at one point in time. Yeah, it's that's like, what it. the fuck? <laughs> Which just like you didn't get. Obviously, you're like, well, we're not gonna get Danny DeVito. He didn't do the voice at any point in time for any of the other games, and we can't yeah. get this other guy back. So <laughs> we'll just let him be silent. Yeah, instead of just taking him out of it. it was, yeah, that was that was bizarre. So I don't, I didn't understand that, but. I feel like that has happened another time or two with another character or something like that as well that I've seen, um, which I just thought was kind of weird. But, I mean, yeah. that, that's, that's neither here nor there. I mean, the voice acting for what it is is good. The sound effects and music are both on point. Yeah. The music for the places is a really awesome full orchestra in some areas uh, version of those Kingdom songs. And then yeah. we also have our classic songs as well, too. Um, trying to think like the sound effects they all sound really good this time around uh, mm-hmm. not that they didn't before but everything is so crisp and clear uh, well, doing your spells just... and uh, the attractions like whenever you're doing like the mm-hmm. water ride like the Thunder River one or whatever it's called yeah, you're talking about yeah, the uh, the the tube ride thing. Yeah, the the water like rushing water that's on yeah. it sounds so good. <laughs> it's just uh, I think it's the reason why it's kind of odd is that uh, it's been since Kingdom Hearts two that we've got a console release on a game for like an original console release, main like PlayStation or whatever. Um, everything else has been on a handheld where the audio expectations are a lot lower. Uh, so it's been what thirteen years or so since we've seen Kingdom Hearts two, and right. so our our thoughts are like, oh, it's you know, it's got to be better than that. But it 
not realizing that it can be as good as it is audio wise and visual wise is just like oh that's really really rad yeah yeah totally um on the audio side uh my favorite favorite absolute favorite thing um and i've probably said it every day uh since i heard it is when sora says the line i can't computer Yes! Oh my god. I, Mandy was there next to me. And I remember he's uh, talking to... Who was it? He was, the, oh, the, he was trying the, to work the gummy phone. Stuff with, yeah, he's on the gummy yeah. phone talking he's to... Like, what's his face? In the in their computer lab. The, the yeah. dudes that were from 13 that are whole again and they're fine. Yeah. Uh, and he is the... Well, I can't computer, so you do that. <laughs> I was like, oh that my god. Like, that has got to be the best line out of this entire game. I don't even care what happens at any point in time down there. No. You're totally right. He wins. And I'm just like, I can't imagine like Haley Joe Osmond getting the script that day and going, I'm I'm saying I can't computer. And they're like, yeah. He's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I saw that there was another thing. Uh, I followed the uh, Kingdom Hearts subreddit and I saw somebody post the picture of uh, Haley Joe Osmond and now and young Haley Joe Osmond. Yeah. Who just said something to the effect of like, just to point to you, point out to you guys, kind of like the scope and scale of how long we've waited for this game. <laughs> this is a picture of Halo Joe Osmond whenever he was in Kingdom Hearts two and did his last like voice acting for it proper. That's funny. Versus what we have now, and it's just like him like young and smiling, and him with his big beard and his big face. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. Uh, there was an article here. He's like, I'll play Sora for the rest of my life if I'm allowed to. <laughs> Like, no shit. I mean, he does a good job. I think we've talked about it before. Like, his ability to... Uh, well, I mean, he's had no choice but to age with the character. But he's uh, had to make some choices uh, with that voice to be able to, you know, adjust his voice for different ages and things. And oh, he's yeah. always done a pretty good job. Yeah, I heard... Uh, I watched a thing that was... I don't know what show it was. I think he's on that Future Man show. On, oh, is he? Uh, on Hulu. Yeah, and there was a scene that was on there that I saw on YouTube that was suggested to me. I guess I would assume that's you know, uh, because I was you know so much Kingdom Hearts shit. Sure, yeah. But, uh, there was a a video that was suggested to me that was just like this scene from Future Man. Haley Joel's Sora voice comes out for whatever reason. Oh, <laughs> and he's just like yelling at this guy. And he's got like a deeper voice, and then whenever he like starts. Picking up, and he's kind of talking like this, and he's getting like up in that guy's face, and he's got, kind of gets like a higher toned voice. And it's just all of a sudden sounds like Sora's just pissed off at this guy, and he's just like, "I'm just mad at shit right now." And I was just like, "Oh God, Sora's just cussing." He doesn't do that. That's funny. But uh, what was the other one? I don't know. If, did I tell you the uh, show you or tell you about the video that uh, that Barry Kramer made? The guy he he used show to be... me, tell me. Show me all about it. <laughs> Who? Barry Kramer. So Barry Kramer, he's uh he used to be an editor and he was a member of the Game Grumps. Uh, okay. Uh, but he wasn't like he he's not Dan, he's not Aaron, he's not the main two guys. He's just there. He started off as their editor. He's a really good friend. He was actually in some of the episodes and stuff like that too. Is your really good friend or theirs? Theirs. Oh, okay. Uh, you could have told me he was the main guy, and I would have known. I would have believed you. I'm just explaining it for for the folks, for the listeners, for the folks at home, the viewers, for the, and the listeners, the, the viewers. Yeah, uh, yeah, because they're watching on YouTube too. They could be. They could be watching on the tubes, on the tubules, on the tubulars. Um, yep. Mm -hmm. But 
So the uh, he made this video. He had his friend uh, sit down with him, and one time whenever he was streaming, he was just doing some like artwork and stuff like that on Twitch. And his friend was with him, and his friend sat down and explained to him the plot of everything of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, okay. It took his friend over seven hours. <laughs> um, they streamed the whole thing the entire time, and they were up from like it took them, I think, up until like four or four thirty in the morning from when they That's started awesome. to where it ended. And so, from what knowledge he gained, he made a full animated half hour long video of himself basically summing up the plot of Kingdom Hearts in a half hour, just um, based on the seven hours based on that the he seven hours. was he's educated. Played, he's on. played Kingdom Hearts one, and he's played half of Kingdom Hearts two. That's it. Okay. That's all. Well, at least he other. had some. He yes. had some structure yes, there. He that had makes structure, sense. and he knows more about the first games than he does anything else. If you uh, played the first half of Kingdom Hearts two, you understand at least part of Roxas. So that's yeah, yeah. That that gives you a good foot up. That makes sense. So he he kind of had his foot in the door with that, but then he got more of the stuff from all the side games and kind of leading you up to like what may happen in Kingdom Hearts three because this launched mm-hmm. his video came out before, before three it was done. Um, yeah. but the, the animation on it's absolutely charming. I'll send you a link to it so you can check it out. Um, yeah. some of the stuff that he says is funny. Um, and him trying to explain some of the plot points, which he ends up actually getting right. But he actually <laughs> like animates this, basically this drawing, like this drawing board and it has like a, a pencil that's like drawing, like pointing to all these different characters. Mm-hmm. It's just like whenever Sora loses his body, it becomes this guy and this guy and this is here because of this. And it's just like, he goes, okay here we go (laughs) it's just like a lot of those type of moments yeah Um, there's one part i don't know why every time it happens it just makes me laugh really hard because i've watched it twice now i've watched it with mandy to show her Mm -hmm. um, and then i watched it just by myself the first time but this part wherever he says something and because like it's almost borderline so like anime tropey and something that they kind of had to write in to make this work Whenever he says it, he says something about a certain character, and he goes, oh, that's the sound of my soul escaping. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> and he animates his like soul leaving his animated body. Uh, oh. But it, it's really funny. I, I recommend anybody checking it out, especially those people that don't know anything about uh, Kingdom Hearts. That's true. So, have you had fun? I've had a blast. Have, have you I, had two blasts? I, en- I enjoyed these little talks we have. Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to where we're at. And as the show uh, proper goes on... I like it uh, when you say proper. All of our uh, personal episodes will talk about where we're at, and we'll probably have to reserve a special chunk uh, just to kind of talk about, you know, have like oh, a yeah. spoiler section where we'll be like, skip ahead 10, 15 minutes, and we'll get back to you. And let's just kind of uh, talk about that stuff. Uh, let's we, write Kingdom Hearts fan fiction as we continue on. We Once will. we beat the game, we're just going to write fan fiction. I'm going to make Mickey have sex with Sora. Not that kind. You're nasty. I am nasty. You're uh, nasty. You want to let people be. know where they can find you? Oh yeah, yeah. I've been I've been a little quiet on the internet lately, uh, but you can always find me at Shad Schubert. S H A A D. S-C-H-U-B-E-R-T and uh, on the the social media things and then uh, com for things that I post and links to our shows and all that good shit. Mm, good shit. How about you? You can find me at Random Hero XIX on everything. And now uh, 
I, it, it's supposed to take a few hours, but I made it go into effect today, and I told you earlier, but our, uh, our podcast will be available on every platform now, even including Spotify. That was the only one we every were missing. Uh, so we finally got uh, Spotify open up their stuff for podcasts, cool. so we will be available on Spotify, meaning that if you need to find our podcast, we're literally on every platform platform that you can possibly get a podcast we are on. excited for that so just have to type in ifnz podcast and you will be able to find us everywhere and we hope you have a, a good night hey uh, you didn't tell them about you i did tell them about me at random did hero you? xix on everything oh oh yeah you that's right you did i did <laughs> now i told him twice i can't computer uh <laughs> done i'm ending it now <laughs> Production.